0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program again this week. Told you to be back with Max Smith from Wayne County Farm Bureau, and that's who we've got here, sitting at a local restaurant. So you probably hear some background noise, but that's okay. That's life, and they're eating products of our industry. So we'll support the restaurant in that way. But Max, how are you doing today? Doing just fine. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, again, last week we talked about Farm Bureau and what they do, and we touched real briefly on the legislative issues, and we're going to get deeper into that. But one thing to make sure that people know about is you've got an important meeting coming up here the next few days, right? Right. The uh, Farm Bureau's policy is determined
1: by the grassroots membership. And so each year the process starts in the early spring, which is this month for us, where each county comes up with issues that they would like to see addressed. Those are sent to the state. The state has a resolutions committee that meets in July, reviews all of those, puts together a policy book that's presented to the delegates in August, and that Final product becomes the policy for the next year that Farm Bureau follows. From a legislative standpoint, from a bureaucratic standpoint, anything that is involved with tax, uh, tax dollars, or affects farmers.
0: It's awesome. And I think what most people don't realize is how much work goes into that. It's not just putting something together real quickly and running up to go talk to people. It's a a year long process really and, and going on all the time, right? Never ends. It's always up
1: for uh, review. And in fact, with the technology we have available today, the state does policy surveys throughout the year to get updated feelings. And in fact, just finished a survey dealing with some of the legislative issues that we have before us right now. Over 1,400 people across the state responded
0: to that, so they're evaluating yeah. that data right now. And I think one of the advantages of that being a year-long process is two things. One is you get feedback constantly as you're going through there, and so you can make adjustments as you need to. But the other thing is people can jump in at any time to participate. They don't have to wait a year long to get back into it, right? That's right,
1: and that's so important because things change so fast in today's environment. (laughs) And uh, even though a lot of the things in our policy have been there for decades... There's new things all the time, and the policy, not often, but does change from time to time as the conditions we were involved in change.
0: Now, I'm curious one thing here, and I didn't prep you on this, but we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh, prepping's not the right word. we kind got you to know, discuss <laughs> things ahead of time to plan where we were headed. Uh, when you talk about the committee membership, does it tend to be heavier on older individuals or younger individuals as far as involvement goes?
1: Involvement in the policy development is getting more younger, involved all the time. We put out a lot of effort to try to get multi-views uh, expressed. and In fact, the meeting coming up Monday evening that uh, at the Farm Bureau office at 5.30, anybody can attend if they have some issues, but we invite outside people, like okay. some county officials uh-huh. and others, to come to that meeting and let us know from their perspective, issues that we ought to be
0: engaging in. Yeah, That's great, because I know as a high school teacher, trying to encourage my students to get involved or be ready to be involved in their community with that, and not everybody at that age sees the value of that, and in college, some of them start to see it, but young people, we need them to get involved so that they have that long-term involvement, be able to see the changes, and have a historical perspective too, right?
1: Right, and as young folks, we get so busy and we're looking at other things, we got Young families, you know, all these other distractions, and it's often left to the, those of us that are older that got, maybe got more
0: time, but we feel more obligated to really be involved in these things. You know, and you used an interesting phrase, they're having more time, and I think that's the difference in how we look at it. We look at some of the, the older generation, the retired individuals, we say they have more time available to them but we need the young people involved because they have more time in their life that this is going to affect. Yes, and Wayne County Farm Bureau has put forth an effort in the last
1: few years here to get more younger people involved on our board as officers, and the rest of us can kind of step aside, be more of an Mm advisory-type
0: role, and, and fill in when the others don't have time. It's nice that you can have that in a multitude of counselors as wisdom that type of situation, right? <laughs> That's right. The more counselors you can have, the more wisdom you can get. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. All right, well, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about some of the specific legislative issues that Farm Bureau is really concerned about. But we'll be right back. Rusty Harmeyer of Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company. We have partnered with the New Salem Lions Club and their 58th annual spring consignment auction. Auction to be held February 24th at the Lions Club, just four miles southeast of Rushville. Contact Harmeyer Auction and Appraisal Company today to take advantage of the free advertising and plan on selling those unused items at the New Salem Lions Club auction. For more information, visit our website and online bidding platform at harmeyerauction.net. All right, we're back talking with Max Smith and talking about Wayne County Farm Bureau and Farm Bureau in general of what's going on and their legislative issues that they're concerned about. And I know Max, you said, we talked before we started recording about there are multiple issues that Wayne County's and you know, Farm Bureau is concerned about. Let's just kind of work our way down through those. And One of them you said was rural vitality. Explain to me what's going on with that concept. Well,
1: it involves a lot of things. Uh, broadband availability is one of those. Farm Bureau has been very active in promoting broadband, and we call it broadband to the last mile or the last house. Yes. Uh, you know, the popular, like a lot of things, even back in the 30s and 40s, Electric came to populated areas, but not to the farms. Mm-hmm. Same thing with broadband, it's a money thing. Yeah. The, you know, in town there's a lot of subscribers in a short space, the country you may be a mile or two apart. So there's been a lot of effort in getting more money, getting more companies involved in putting broadband in. And it's so critical today for agriculture the technology that we're using we, we've got to have that available without it we're in serious trouble
0: yeah yeah and a lot of people don't realize that concept it's not just they need it so we've got to get it there but there is a money issue and I first realized that years ago before I moved back home uh, to the I was living up in Bluffton and working for a company that was doing fiber optic to the house in town and the the head of the company couldn't get fiber optic at his own house because he lived out in a rural area yeah. and it wasn't financially, fiscally responsible to run that down his road, and we always got to laugh out of that, but it's the same thing with the rural population, that as much as there is a need from a technology standpoint, they've got to figure out how to be fiscally responsible too, right? Right, and there's been
1: a lot of grant programs of federal and state dollars, and some with matching local money Mm -hmm. to get fiber laid. To get uh, wireless broadband, there's, there's multitudes of ways to do it, uh, but it's important that we get the capacity that everybody needs so that when a school has a learning day, right. the parents don't have to drive their kids to
0: McDonald's
1: mm-hmm. to use the Internet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think that's the other misconception a lot of people outside of agriculture have about this broadband issues, is that they're like, okay, well, they just need to get on their email, or they need to watch Disney Plus on their phone, or whatever it is, but really it comes down to, we've got to have that internet access for the planting, and the harvesting, and the technology that goes on in there, the the actual production work, not just the, the normal things that everybody's doing. We've got some specialized stuff in agriculture, right? And most people don't realize that. Yeah. Have no yeah. clue. Yeah, and so that's the thing I think that's important for in agriculture that we've got to be able to share that message. Not only do we need it, but we need it because of these extra things yes. that are out yes. there. So, And so the need for
1: students and others combined with us are helping to get that taken care of where just yeah. farmers by themselves may not be able to get it done.
0: Right, yeah. So again, that multitude of counselors we need, that multitude of support, Right. in there to, right. to show that people are recognizing outside of agriculture they recognize our industry's need and support for that broadband internet that's Great. going on there awesome all right so i know that you had said that this year is not a budget year so it kind of changes the perspective of some of the things that they're doing in the legislature and things um, but talk about just briefly some of the taxation and fiscal policy stuff that's going on
1: well there's a lot of
0: discussion
1: on the ag side about the increased assessed valuation of farmland. Farmland assessed valuation that the state determines. It's not the local assessor. The state determines the value that the assessors will put on farmland, and they adjust it somewhat by soil types and productivity, but it's based on the state. There's a a formula to determine what that is, and it involves a lot of things, one of which is a five-year average of commodity prices. We all know farm commodity prices were very high for two or three years okay. now they're back very low. Mm-hmm. The problem on the five-year cycle of averages is that when the prices are high, our tax assessment is still low when the prices of the commodities finally get figured in, by then the price of the commodities are down, so now we got higher taxes, less income <laughs> to cover that. So we'll be, the Farm Bureau will be addressing that. but. The, the assessment rate uh, last year or two years ago was fifteen hundred. It will soon be up almost to three thousand dollars an acre, wow. which is you know more than
0: double. Yeah, that's that makes life difficult, especially when you talk about the, that cycle versus the commodity cycle being opposite. Yep. The greater difference is the greater there's a problem and a struggle. That's right. So how do we make that more fair? So there's a lot of issues
1: involved, so we'll be addressing that uh, as well. Income taxes is a question, you know, there's a lot of talk now of eliminating that. Well, how does that revenue get replaced? Is that going to come back to property taxes? There's a lot of discussion, and the state has slowly been moving to remove the personal property tax, which is equipment and things like that. Not inventory, but equipment. But as that is reduced... Where does that money come from that the local governments rely on? This is not revenue for the state, but yet the state's controlling it. Right. So where does the revenue come from? And if they do not supply a way to do that, it's going to revert to the real property, which is farmland, which will make it even
0: worse. Yeah. And the struggle, I think, also, I would assume, is that agriculture doesn't want there to be less money for everybody, but we, need, we understand, but it needs to be fair. of how Exactly. The, the, where that it's right. coming from and where it's distributed to, right. and to make sure that the burden of success is a good way to put that, the burden of success is equally shared in there, right?
1: And when I say assessed valuations would be go up on farmland, same thing on houses. Mm-hmm. Now the state has the cap on assessed valuations so that when it mm-hmm. reaches a point you don't pay any additional tax The farmland, and businesses are way above that threshold of houses. So it's it's a big impact, important.
0: Yep. All right, well, tell you what, we're running out of time here, and there's more to talk about, and I want to keep this conversation going. So we're going to sign off for this week, and we're going to come back again next week, and we're going to keep talking about stuff. We're going to get into land use and property rights. So, we're going to, (laughs) that's going to take a lot of time, and I want to make sure we got time for that. Okay. So, Max, thank you for being with us this week, and we'll be back next week to continue this conversation. Thank you.